A Treatise of Temptation John Owen Chapter 9 General Exhortation to the Duty Prescribed Having thus passed through the considerations of the duty of watching that we enter not into temptation, I don't suppose I need to add motives to the observance of it. Those who are not moved by their own sad experiences, nor the importance of the duty is laid down in the entrance of this discourse, must be left by me to the further patience of God. I shall only shut up the whole with a general exhortation to them who are in any measure prepared for it by the consideration of what has been spoken. Should you go into an hospital and see many persons lying sick and weak, sore and wounded, with many filthy diseases and distempers, and should inquire of them how they fell into this condition. And they shall all agree to tell you such or such a thing was the occasion of it. By that I got my wound, one says, and my disease, says another. Would it not make you a little careful how or what you had to do with that thing or place? Surely it would. Should you go to a dungeon and see many miserable creatures bound in chains for an approaching day of execution, and inquire the way and means in which they were brought into that condition, and they should all fix on one and the same thing. Would you not take care to avoid it? Decays the soul with entering into temptation. Ah, how many poor, miserable, spiritually wounded souls have we everywhere. One wounded by one sin, another by another sin. One falling in the filthiness of the flesh, another of the spirit. Ask them, now, how they came into that state and condition. They must all answer, alas, we entered into temptation. We fell into cursed snares and entanglements, and that has brought us into the woeful condition you now see. Now if a man could look into the dungeons of hell and see the poor damned souls that lie bound in chains of darkness, and hear their cries, what would he be taught? What do they say? Are they not cursing their tempters and the temptations that they entered in? And shall we be negligent in this thing? Solomon tells us that the simple one that follows a strange woman knows not that the dead are there, that her house inclines to death and her path to the dead, which he repeats three times. And that is the reason that he ventures on her snares. If you knew what has been done by entering into temptation, perhaps you would be more watchful and careful. Men may think that they shall do well enough notwithstanding, but can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burnt? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burnt? Proverbs 6 verses 27 and 28 No such thing. Men come not out of their temptation without wounds, burnings, and scars. I know not any place in the world where there is more need of pressing this exhortation that is in this place. Go to our several colleges. Inquire for such and such young men. What is the answer in respect to many? Ah, such a one was very hopeful for a season, but he fell into ill company and he is quite lost. Such a one had some good beginning of religion, 
We were in great expectation of him, but he has fallen into temptation. And so in other places, such a one was useful and humble, adorned the gospel, but now he is so woefully entangled with the world that he has grown all self. He has no sap nor savor. Such a one was humble and zealous, but he is advanced and has lost his first love and ways. Oh, how full is the world, how full is this place, of these woeful examples, to say nothing of those innumerable poor creatures who are fallen into temptation by illusions and religion. And is it not time for us to awake before it be too late, to watch against the first rising of sin? the first attempts of Satan, in all ways in which he has made his approaches to us, be they never so harmless in themselves, do we not have experience of our weakness, our folly, the invincible power of temptation, when once it is gotten within us? As for this duty that I've insisted on, take these considerations. First, if you neglect it, it being the only means prescribed by our Savior, you will certainly enter into temptation and certainly fall into sin. Don't flatter yourselves. Some of you are old disciples. You have a great abhorrency of sin. You think it impossible you should ever be seduced. But let him, whoever he be, that thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. It is not any grace received. It is not any experience obtained. It is not any resolution improved that will preserve you from any evil unless you stand upon your watch. What I say unto you, says Christ, I say unto all, watch. Perhaps you may have had some good success for a time in your careless frame, but awake. Admire God's tenderness and patience, or evil lies at the door. If you will not perform this duty, whoever you are, one way or other, in one thing or other, spiritual or carnal wickedness, you will be tempted, you will be defiled. And what will be the end of it? Remember Peter. Number two, consider that you are always under the eye of Christ, the great captain of our salvation, who has enjoined us to watch thus and to pray that we enter not into temptation. What do you think are the thoughts and what is the heart of Christ when he sees a temptation hastening towards us, a storm rising about us and we are fast asleep? Does it not grieve him to see us expose ourselves to such danger after he has given us warning upon warning? Whilst he was in the days of his flesh, he considered his temptation, whilst it was yet coming and armed himself against it. The prince of this world comes, he says, but has no part in me. And shall we be negligent under his eye? Do not think that you see him coming to you as he did to Peter when he was asleep in the garden with the same reproof? What? Can you not watch one hour? Would it not be a grief to you to be so reproved, to hear him thundering against your neglect from heaven as against the church of Sardis? Revelation 3 verse 2. Consider that if you neglect this duty and so fall into temptation, which assuredly you will do, then when you are entangled, 
God may with it bring some heavy affliction or judgment upon you, which for the reason of your entanglement you shall not be able to look on any otherwise than as an evidence of his anger and hatred. And then what will you do with your temptation and affliction together? All your bones will be broken, and your peace and strength will be gone in a moment. This may seem but as a noise of words for the present, but if ever it be your condition, you will find it to be full of woe and bitterness. Oh, then, let us strive to keep our spirits unentangled, avoiding all appearance of evil, and all ways leading thereunto, especially all ways, businesses, societies, and employments that we have already found disadvantageous to us.